already done the whole podcast without me then, have you? Uh, nah, yeah, I think so. Nah, nah, oh, yeah, it's pretty yeah. much yeah, done so, yeah, yeah. Cool. We, didn't, we didn't know, uh, we had to do the soundtrack ourselves because uh, we don't have your fancy soundboard. But... <laughs> We've got a new one, apparently. <laughs> it's changed. Debut appearance on a podcast, gotta look great. If you, feel, if you feel good, you pod good, basically. That's that's the motto of life. <laughs> Found out I want a, a new job title. There's, I want to be a growth product manager. Uh, oh, okay, I see what's going on here. <laughs> <laughs> coming for you. No, I said, are you with He's got two kids, man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the this is what you guys get up to, eh? Okay. Yeah, it's a bit different. I'll ask those personal questions at work, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, what I meant to say is, are you reversing me? <laughs> Hello, and welcome to E-Commerce Matters, brought to you by Black Curl. We help e-commerce businesses make pricing decisions. Today's title, we're looking at pricing the neglected child of PPC. Today, we phoned a friend and called in the expert, finally, you might be saying, and joined by our police. They were joined by our growth director, Emmanuel Aremu. Uh, you'll hear us referring to him as Manny, in case you wonder who else has joined the podcast. And uh, we've got a normal sidekick as well, uh, Dr. Rob Horton, on my regular co-star. And I'm Philip Huffway, founder of Black Curve. So without further ado, here we go. Welcome, Manny. How are you doing? Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm a long-time listener, first-time guest appearance, so it's good to be on the show. Long-time editor. <laughs> long time. Well, it's great to have you here. Um, I mean, I think uh, my first question is, when, when you were, we were doing the prep for this, you said that, um, yeah. that myself and Rob were the meat and potatoes and you were the garnish. So my first question is, who's the meat and who's the potatoes? Oh, okay, okay. I'm, I'm going to leave that towards the end of the podcast and we'll circle back to that one, shall we? <laughs> trying to be diplomatic today <laughs> uh. oh, no dodging questions <laughs> I mean if you don't answer it here it'll come up in your performance review it's one or the other okay okay Philip Philip is definitely the filet mignon and uh, uh, Rob is definitely the dofu wa potatoes that's what I'll say I'm a bit doughy a bit floury <laughs> Oh, I'll take it. I mean, you you can tell that Manny is in marketing because I think um, before uh, before this before this podcast, I think we'd actually what had we called this? We'd said why 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 would marketers be interested in pricing or something yep. something vague and, and and not very sexy? And then within five minutes of Manny joining the prep, the, the the title got changed to pricing the neglected child of PPC. So clearly, he's worth his salt. And uh, today we'll be uh, giving us lots of insights in to answer that particular question. So I thought we'd start. Um, let's dive straight in. I think we've had enough. We've had enough. Uh, enough jokes. Uh, let's 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 get to the serious point of today. Um, so I thought we'd start. What what do we mean by PPC, Manny? Just so we can set the scene. Um, you know, from my understanding, there's search versus shopping. So would you take take us through that? Yeah, absolutely. So PPC for people back at home who are listening is our pay-per-click. And essentially what that is, it allows you <clears throat> as a business owner to run ads to generate interest and hopefully convert people to be customers for your business. Um, so typically, you run that uh, on Google AdWords, but you can run some ads on Bing, um, which I've heard in my, in my time as well. Um, and essentially what that, uh, Google AdWords allows you to do, allow, it gives you an ad platform, which allows you to run ads <clears throat> not only to your target audience across different 
um, time zones, demographics, but also be able to target certain keywords that your target audience will search for. For example, if I'm in a market for a fan right now, <laughs> I'll be bidding for many. I'll be bidding for many of a fan keywords um, um, as a uh, as a electrical appliance retailer. That's what that's the sort of campaign I'll run um, um, to target those com to target those companies. And obviously, as Google's platform has evolved over the years, is enabled they've created essentially Google Shopping. Um, basically, which is a more of a visual platform which allows you to run pictures and product pictures of your products and run ads behind them to obviously target people who are, who are shopping for such appliances and products on the Google Shopping Network. Both platform, both the Google AdWords platform and the Google Shopping platform, even though they have different names, they kind of run the same. Uh, you go on there, you set your, you have your product images, you have your landing pages, you input your feed, um, and then you place your bids and for your campaign, and obviously you test and schedule uh, um, your ads to see how you can get people on board and buying your products. So it's the same sort of process, um, very easy to use, and many of the retailers that we've worked with um, um, are using both to grow their businesses. And so am I right in thinking that, that fundamentally it's you're bidding for position, you're bidding for eyeballs, is that, is that it? Yep, <clears throat> absolutely. And the, the interesting thing is like people always think I need to spend the most in order to get the best position. Sometimes there's some keywords that are very uncompetitive, but actually fit your target demographic, actually fit what your end customer is searching for. So those are the sort of keywords which you've got to keep an eye out, eye out for essentially. But with most any ad campaign, you've got to make sure that you give yourself the room to test things. Um, I know in, 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 in let's flip, flip, flip it back to Black Curve for a second. I know when we first started to do ads, we were, bidding for quiet with everything that involved pricing, <laughs> pricing this, pricing that, pricing this, um, which sounds great because, hey, you get a lot of people, you get a lot of eyeballs, get a lot of people clicking, um, but does that lead to conversions at the other end? Also, I think for the retailers that we work with, it's a case of you've got to make sure you are bidding on the right keywords you're competitive for, but also you're watching how much it costs you to get that lead and customer through the door as well. So is it, is it right to say then a lot of the art to SEO is actually in, in that optimization piece and, and really understanding, understanding how to do that? Oh, no, now you've opened, a, you've opened a can of worms there. So the optimization question, it touches all parts of your, your marketing operation. Um, so it's not just um, SEO. It's not just your PBC. It's your website. It's your, it's, okay, how does your your website look on mobile um it's in short okay do you have the right backlinks um it's your design it's everything right and i think if a company is really serious about making sure that their business is obviously performing well is getting the right eyeballs converting customers is growing um consistently not just those random spikes of growth on a random day uh, you really got to have a company-wide discussion around optimization um, and it includes many things. It includes making, like I said before, like, you know, your landing page is correct, your copy is correct, your, the content you produce is correct, and also your prices uh, are correct as well. So it, it's, it's a multi-pronged conversation, and it isn't just a conversation where, and I think you guys have definitely said it in a couple of um, previous episodes, it's not a situation where you just set it and forget it. It's very important that you constantly have that conversation, not just with your marketing department, it's with all departments of your business to make sure everyone's aligned on the same page and everyone's moving in the same direction when it comes to optimizing and getting those improvements, which ultimately leads to, um, um, hopefully leads to um, um, increasing our bottom line. I mean, I think optimization is, is key. I, mean, I think one of the words that, that we, were, we were optimizing for originally, if we look at Black Curve's website initially, yep. 
price elasticity exactly. and uh, we did a lot of we did a lot of work in creating content associated to that to that keyword um, and actually that did generate a ton of traffic right um but subsequently when we drilled down into it we realized that it was a lot of university individuals who were who were interested in price elasticity for various coursework that they were doing so great that we were educating the market on on those particular terms but not gonna unless they're in the market for some pricing software they're not going to become a revenue customer for us definitely in the short term anyway while they're while they're studying so um so therefore optimization of working out you know what are the relevant keywords and, and and then and then bidding bidding from those so why would i use search why would i use google shopping over search what what does that give me as a retailer well i think more than anything like it's so it, it, it gives you the ability to actually dive a little bit deeper into what your product actually does. Obviously, if you, if you run a typical Google Ads campaign and you have um, a little text ad that says, I don't know, 20% off your line of washing machines, that's great if I'm in a line, if I'm in a line of work for washing machines. But as technologies become more democratized and people are actually quite taking a lot longer to make purchasing decisions, especially a bigger purchasing decisions, they want to have all the information at their fingertips. Like, I, I know... I'm not sure about you guys. Like, uh, um, one day I wanna, I wanna own a Tesla, <laughs> and I'm, I've, I've, I've researched extensively what a Tesla is, and I've broken it down exactly what specifications. It's the same sort of process for when a typical customer, um, for a retailer is searching for their products on Google Shopping. You get all the specifications, you get all the prices your competitors line up together, and you're able to dive into okay, actually, this actually looks really appealing to me. I'm gonna try that. And the interesting thing is when you add all that information on Google Shopping. Looking, at, I've done some research behind this. I actually get a five percent higher conversion rate, which I'm sure any retailer, e-commerce brand, company, when they have five percent increase in conversions off the back of just literally taking the same product information you have on your website, making sure you have the right campaign, put it on Google Shopping. I think that's very appealing, especially in these times where you're looking for any way of increasing um, and conversions and ultimately increasing revenue coming on the other side. So, is it is it fair to say that conversion? or increase in conversion is the, is the key metric you're looking at in this space in terms of how do I get not necessarily more people coming to, to my site? Because I think this is an interesting or, or a very useful thing to say. It's not how many people are coming through, it's how many people are coming through and buying, right? Um, because you could spend all the money in, in the world, say like we did on price elasticity, but none of those people are buying the software. Mm-hmm. So you, need, you actually need those people to convert. Absolutely. And I think <clears throat> it just goes, <clears throat> sorry, <clears throat> sorry. Um, it just goes um, back to the, it just goes back to having that conversation in terms of like, what, what are you, what are your objectives as, as a company? And I think the most important thing is you're trying to maximize the conversions for your ads. Um, obviously, if we were, if we were, if, if I was working at a luxury uh, watch brand, I'd be okay if people were just browsing, not necessarily converting. If we were on a particular ad, uh, um, I'm showing off a brand of Swiss-made um, um, premium watches. That, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on a minute, hang on a minute. <laughs> Have you just come on the podcast to pitch, pitch the brands to sponsor things that you want? Well, that's how you monetize things, right? <laughs> 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 so so far if elon musk is listening or someone at, have you got a favorite swiss watch brand uh, uh, well uh audemars pk okay there we go <laughs> so if anyone's got a link up 
Exactly. exactly. I'm just I'm just trying to increase our conversions for this from the podcast. It's better than Dyson Hoovers, mate, which is what <laughs> I've done for ten episodes. <laughs> Like Sorry. I said, you, like I said, you guys are the meat and potatoes. I'm the parsley. Just, just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, uh, but yeah. So it's it's important. It's, it's very very important uh, for any retailer, e-commerce brand to obviously watch your conversions coming through, because all the organic stuff you're doing. So your you know your SEO, your content, your podcasting, your videos. That's great for raising awareness. When it comes to your campaigns, you've got to be really specific and targeted to make sure you are getting those conversions on the other end, and that kind of plays into the whole adage of. When you do these campaigns on Google Shopping, you get a better idea of, okay, who are, who, what campaigns are generating positive results, what campaigns are generating a lot of impressions um, and clicks, but not, no, conversion, no conversions on the other end. And, and that helps you understand where to allocate your resources, where to allocate your money to make sure you're getting a good return on that. How much does all of that factor into google google shopping because this is where i show my my naivety here um in terms of am i right in thinking that that with google shopping you're simply paying for position to appear so so google when you search for a product right google shopping appears at the top um of the search bar and then you can you can scroll down and ignore it so therefore if you scroll down and ignore it you get the you get the you get the search paid for advertising bit but the google shopping bits at the top right and and you're really just simply trying to make sure that you're either on that first preview tab or if somebody then clicks the shopping link you appear on that first 10 10 results is that is that it or is there is there more to it than that yeah i think the most important thing obviously every company will like to be there but there's many factors that go into that like it's not a case of like okay let me just allocate the most money towards that i think google whether it's Google Shopping or Google AdWords, they take many factors into where you place when it comes to your ads. And then I've, I've done experiments before where you basically you run a campaign and you bid the most for that particular campaign. But when you search for that keyword, you come up as a fourth result. So you're spending all this money to obviously get a, a decent placement, but you're not even a period on that. So I think it's, that, 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 that leads itself to the optimization conversations. Like, are you optimizing all these different other areas? Are you putting your best foot forward to make sure you are ranking in the right place, whether you're the first option that appears? Also, when you click on that link to, sh- um, to shop more, essentially, you're appearing there as well. So there's many factors that go into it. I, I, I wouldn't be a responsible marketer if I told you <laughs> this is exactly what Google looks, <laughs> looks at you from, because uh, I've, been, I've been doing marketing for close 10 years. And, and trust me, they still, I still pull out whatever hair, I, hair I've got left <laughs> when it comes to Google. Um, but it's a case of literally just making sure you're optimizing every single part of your campaign and your content um, as a company to make sure you're, you're appearing in those results you want to be seen in. So, so thanks, Money, for setting the scene there around the, the bit of the differences between search and, and Google Shopping. Mm-hmm. And it is simply, it's not just a case of how deep your pockets are. That's what I'm hearing. There's a, there's a ton of work that goes behind the scenes. So one of the things that, that I'm sort of surprised about is that a lot of the time, marketing and pricing it, there's, there's not much um, communication that happens between those those operations certainly from a retailer's perspective why do you think why do you think that is um, is it is it because you know when you search for how to optimize your google shopping people are not talking about pricing so it's not looking at what why do you think it's neglected yeah why do i think pricing is neglected i, I think it's neglected because i think it's just it's it, people think of it as an afterthought um, or, or they think of it as an area which they can't touch. Like, um, 
I think if you're looking at trying to make sure your campaigns perform really well, you've got to look at every aspect of it, right? Um, like, I, I, in certain situations, like I've had to, I've to, I had to run A/B tests on 50 landing pages for a campaign. Um, not here. <laughs> so that's definitely not something that I've definitely been told to do at Black Curve. But as a marketer, you're told to A/B test everything, right? A/B test your your email copy. A/B test your landing pages. A/B test your images. Your URL. Um, what time of day? What what keywords? What negative keywords? Like you, you A/B test everything to the nth degree, but no one tests pricing. No one no one wants to even have the conversation when it comes to pricing. So we're leaving this massive this massive elephant in the room, and no one's talking about it. And I think by not engaging with it, and and obviously some some retail companies they have the marketing they outsource certain elements of their PPC um, um, function to agencies, so and so forth. But I think that conversation should definitely happen on a more frequent basis because there's learnings for both the marketer side of things. You might realize actually I've done everything possible for this campaign, I've optimized everything, everything's running smoothly, but I'm not getting any conversions. What can we do when it comes to the price? That's a conversation which will probably lead to action to maybe offer discount or maybe maybe try a different product in order to get conversions. So these are sort of conversations which can happen, but if there's no dialogue, there's no actions that come off the back of it. And I think by engaging with a conversation, it will lead to action to say, what can we do when it comes to testing our pricing to make sure that obviously we, we, we engage you with it and we, we're generating conversions and, and business off the back of it as well. And so what are I, some uh, of the sorry. Then of, of them not marketing and pricing, not, not being aligned and not synergy, not, not, well, not being aligned basically, what are the dangers of that? Um, well, the dangers of that is, is is quite obvious. Like, a you get you run you run ads. You basically allocate budget towards your PPC, whether it's on Google Shopping or Google AdWords or whatever ad platform you choose, and then you've got no conversions on the back of it. So you've put you've allocated limited resources so you have. You haven't got any conversions on the back of it. Also, there's no, and it's not even just it's not necessarily not, it's not necessarily just the conversions that you don't get. It's the learning you don't pass on to the product team, the the pricing team as well, um, and that. That it, that feedback loop is very important because you've got a marketing team who are on a, who on the call phase dealing with these campaigns, running these campaigns for different products, um, thousands of products in, in some in some retailers' case. But that information is not being passed in the pricing team, so they don't they don't know whether actually what can we do to obviously get some more business through the door. So I think the communication thing is very very important, and by not having that constant feedback loop in place you miss out on you effectively leaving money on the table and i'm not sure about you uh, i kind of don't want to be leaving money on the table <laughs> i think you um i think you said something really really key right at the start which is you you implied that i think marketing people often don't feel like they have the ability to to get involved in that price discussion e- either way because it's like you say it's certainly a two-way thing it's not just about price informing ppc spend or marketing or whatever it's 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 that coming back and the thing i hadn't thought about is that often these functions are managed externally um so i would say the bulk of the clients we work with manage their ppc through agencies for example uh and i think this the one the super smart ones uh have had us pass on that pass on that information so around price and margin so that can be part of the optimization piece but most of them don't and if you're an external company you do working for someone you really don't have that control to be like well 
I don't know whether this is selling or the visibility is be like, I don't know whether this is selling because of uh, I'm pitching the wrong keywords or I don't know whether it's saying just because it's too expensive. And that, that could be something. And that is something that price could answer almost instantaneously for you just by, by looking at it. Cause it's worth saying when I, when I, when I say that, I mean at scale and automated, I mean, across your entire product set, that's kind of what we do at black curve. But like, obviously if I'm, if I'm doing, five key lines i can go on and check them right yeah. by hand but the digital marketing and i'm going to call it let's call it digital pricing but automated pricing um are about scale right the, the how do i do hundreds of thousands of products super easy manage it automatically put my business logic in place leave it off don't come back for it um so i, I wonder actually man if you could like what, why do marketers not feel able to get involved in that pricing conversation? That is a very good question. Um, I guess it's because you're so focused on A, you want to deliver performance, right? Um, and, and also, if to, to, like if I, was, if I was in a retail company, I'd be like, okay, cool. I've got to go deal with this whole monumental task of convincing people that maybe our pricing might need to change in some way, shape or form. Um, especially if it's for campaigns that are underperforming, like you've done everything possible. Um, so that's why you, it's a sense of fear, but I guess the sense of fear should be flipped to a sense of like actually discovery and curiosity. Is that, okay, what if we do this? What if we adjust our prices for these product, these products? What, what would that mean essentially from a, from a performance perspective? And I think when you, when you add in pricing to the performance, the overall uh, performance improvement or conversion rate improvement conversation, that's when the conversation flips from actually we shouldn't change our prices to actually what can we do? How can we use pricing to improve performance? And that, so that, that, that is the flip, which I think a lot more retail income. So that's super interesting because it kind of ties in with what we were talking about in, in previous episodes, because what you're saying there is that it's heavily tied to the culture of the business, mm -hmm. right? How well people communicate, how, how freely people feel like they can raise questions and having, uh, we were talking about it last week in terms of maximizing it's more scientific rather than cultural but maximizing net profitability of a product yep. mm -hmm. and that should be your overall kpi and your marketing people should be talking to your pricing people but if you've got a marketing person who has to go over and effectively undergo a cultural change piece to get their to get their point across that ain't gonna happen like yeah. it, unless you have senior level buy-in and I mean like C-suite. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't yeah. mean just like you need this manager to talk to that manager. Um, so I think that, that, that actually is, is probably core to a lot of why pricing isn't used th throughout businesses, right? It's that because it's often misunderstood, which is why it's neglected, because it's, it's a bit more nebulous and, and certainly harder to kind of conceptually get your head around yeah. at least at first thought because i actually think digital marketing is harder when you actually get into it but that, that's a, another conversation <laughs> for another day um and, and because it's less understood i just don't think i don't think people truly understand like the power of pricing within, within or how or how that this this kind of part of a business exists that they could just go and tap a guy or girl on the shoulder and literally be like oh you can actually solve like half my problems in the case of digital marketing, you could probably send me a couple, save me a couple hundred grand like, like that, realistically, just because that communication channel isn't there. 
But that's the kind of magnitudes we're, we're talking about. And I think it comes down to control, right? So pricing as a marketer is, I mean, sometimes pricing does actually sit in marketing, which is yeah, we'll save, absolutely save that for another day. But sometimes, you know, if you're, you know, Manny will attest to this, he's getting thrown a million and one things day in, day out, right? He's got to optimize, you know, you name it, right? Okay. And, and a lot of the optimize, if you read all the blog posts, if you read all the articles online about how to optimize your, um, your, your shopping channel or your, your, your search channel, right? A lot of those optimization um, items are in your control. You, you just, you kind of, you work through them. You look at the data, you work through them, you run your tests. Whereas with pricing, you've got to go and tap that person on the shoulder. You've got to go and have that conversation. You've got to run a campaign with multiple people helping you. And we'll, we'll touch upon what some of the difficulties maybe later and maybe that that is maybe that is a fundamental bit and then if you add on to the fact that you've got an agency an external managing it you know they then then they've got that maybe the person that's hired them they're going to have that conversation with the person that hired them rather than this other team sitting over here maybe that that is that is why um but i mean to come back again to a point that you said rob i mean and and also manny you touched upon it leaving money on the table Every business that we see whereby their marketing teams are not talking to their pricing teams are wasting tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of pounds in a year because their pricing is not linked up with their, with their marketing. Um, I mean, Rob, I don't know if you'd be so kind to take us through um, the, the, the case study of, um, of that particular merchant that we, we were working with. Um, I think I understand that, that they were spending approximately ten thousand pounds per month um and they were getting a six to one return right so, so let's just keep the maths easy you're spending 100 grand a year you're getting six hundred thousand pound back into your pocket now i understood that just with ppc that was the return they were getting when they and then they put us against against their ppc spend versus so they they, they ran their ppc spend and turned us off for that they turned us on mm -hmm. and turned off the ppc spend but when it was done together it outperformed it tenfold. Is that is that right? Yeah, basically, and it's quite simple. It really isn't rocket science. It just means you don't spend money on losers, uh, and and it, it re and really actually put your resources into your high margin products. Which interestingly is, if you Google how do I optimize my PPC spend, these these are key things that come up. Look at your margin. Um, look at your winners and losers and just do that. So it's not, we're not saying like you need to build this massive super scientific function in place. It's realistically, how much am I making on each product? How much is each product selling? And then making smart bets. So if a product's not selling, um, test if you can shift it with PPC. Fine, good marketing. Then if you can't, turn the bloody test off, right? <laughs> don't, don't leave it running. Um, whereas I think because of the intricacies of running these multi campaigns with multiple products, people break, break it up into categories and the categories tend to fall along what I would call human lines, which is like, um, I don't know, shoes, jackets, coats, like human, not what I would call data driven lines, which would be winners, losers, um, high margin, low margin, because the, each of these actually, when you start doing these kind of, segments you can run you run similar strategies on uh low margin low selling goods right you run similar strategies on high margin high selling goods as in you 
probably bump a ton of PPC into it. And that for me is a much better data-driven approach to running your PPC than the traditional, okay, I'm going to do a campaign on jackets. I'm going to do a campaign on trousers or whatever. Um, now the, and the key to that is that pricing is the key to that pricing and sales history. Um, because that tells you your expected return, right? So you can go off to, um, I can't remember who it was, but um, it, it, there are people that provide uh, benchmarks of Google shopping, uh, expected return, expected costs, expected CPC, cost per click, basically. So you can benchmark how much you need to spend to get what conversion in a given area. You then have your margin. Uh, you can then work out what your ROI is, estimated, right? Um, and then if you can do that, you can then say, then be strategic. Um, so it's not just about price being a barrier to PPC and like, cause that's kind of the next stage, but it's just at first, at first instance, it's just using price to power your PPC. The next part is what we kind of, so I'm rambling a bit, but the next part is what we talk about is understanding the demand and what the driver of demand is, because this is, this is what Manny alluded to earlier. Like, why are people buying these goods? Um, if I'm going to spend, a, I could spend more money, but I stay fourth, right? And actually what gets me higher up the rank is a price change, then I need to do a price change. But also if people just buy from me because I'm the cheapest product in the marketplace, whatever, maybe I don't need to spend PPC on it at all. And that's kind of the, the, the layer of kind of analytics and insights that we often talk about, Philip, in terms of really understanding your inventory. And instead of just thinking about it in terms of a pricing problem and a market problem, taking that insight out and sticking it back into your business and being like, oh, of course, like, of course I need to pump PPC into this because this is like everyone, everyone's selling it. I need to get up there. I need to get eyeballs. Or I'm the only supplier for this in the whole world. I spend literally, unless I want to, and, and the demand's capped out, right? I know the market, there's four people that want it, say. Um, there might be five, but to reach that one person in Alaska, it's going to cost a lot of money. So the ROI is not worth it. And so I think using price first and foremost as a key strategic element in understanding and, and setting up your PPC campaigns is a really, I think, simple way to save a, a lot of money. And Philip might like this, what I'm going to say next, but I'm going to say it anyway. I actually think that the PPC save for a lot of companies is a larger argument for pricing software than anything else in terms of, because if you just buy an entry level pricing solution uh, from Black Curve or someone else that, that gives you insight into the competitive marketplace and keeps you competitive, that will have a huge knock on on your PPC. Um, and it will be in optimizing your PPC. So you'll still be selling and you may not see it quite so much, but what it could do is it could put you into uh, basically what's called the top impression, right? Uh, or if you're an Amazon person, that's the buy box. And that's the, when I click through and search for something, what is the first box I see with a product in it, right? And on Amazon, I think the stat is terrifying. It's like 90% of sales or something go through that first box. So that, that, that's, that really is what you've got to fight for. And price is the key element in that. So by spending 500 quid or whatever, when you're spending 10 grand on PPC per month, 500 quid per month isn't that much, you get a significant ROI, which is why to leap back to that case study, it doesn't really, it's not difficult for me to understand why that's so effective. Um, 
what's worth saying as well is it's not growthy in that like it is an optimization so it's not like you, you're going to save that money each month but it's not going to be a you, you're probably saving 500 pounds to save three grand or something right six to one returnee maybe doesn't doesn't seem unreal but that just stays the same unless you throw more products in or dramatically increase your ppc spending or something it's not it's not a, a magic money machine yeah i mean if your product set staying the same you're your most of the, the return on investment from a saving on marketing spend will be in that initial period because uh, mm -hmm. once it stabilizes whereas if obviously you're adding more products all the time i think it's it as, as you've said it touched upon this is not a difficult thing to do you know it's almost um i mean okay yes marketing optimization is hard it's, it's some of it's grunty you know some of it requires patience right but this is not requiring kind of a mathematical algorithm or something to like just you know if 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 the prices talk to the marketeers one of the key things that keeps on coming up is find your losers and stop bidding on them okay now let's put a pause on that find your losers then test if you're losing because you're because of price and then you might find that if you if you if you change your price you start winning so it's almost it's, it's actually just a just a slight tweak a slight additional question on that that optimization piece that you're probably you're probably doing 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 already um, i mean one of the other ones which i found really really interesting um was around was around scheduling so is your spend on google aligned up to when you're actually changing prices was another one right and so um you know, if you're changing prices at, at, at midnight, for example, are you, are you bidding? Or if you're changing prices during the day, are you bidding at the right times to make sure that 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 that, that connects the dots? Um, and so that's, there's these all these sort of simple things that just by having that open dialogue with uh, with your marketeers and the pricing team. This is not just, by the way, a marketeers talking to the pricing. The pricing guys, if they want their conversion girls, should go and talk to the marketeers as well and say, "Hang on a minute, you know, I'm challenged with increasing." margin by such and such how can you help me i'm i'm you know we're all in this together right um i mean are there any other areas that um that that, that manny or, or rob that you think by the marketers talking with the prices they well, i think i think i'd be interested to to know whether what we say makes sense to manny is because we we both sit i sit on the data science side and you sit on the pricing side for it so um does this make sense manny like that <laughs> it, it makes perfect sense because it, it just it, like it's twofold right so in the case of like the savings you get if you actually have the right analytics about your pricing and you compare to what your competitors do in the marketplace you're feeding that into your campaigns you're adjusting that you're being competitive it helps you go up um, and be more prominent when it comes to people searching for your products and consumer shopping or on adverts right that's just like that's good basic benchmark not even basic that's just good principled um, ideas when it comes to making sure you're appearing in the right place for your customers to find you. The conversation, Philip, you, 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 which you just expressed on, um, um, it makes a lot more sense in terms of like, when you are having that dialogue, and it's and again, it's a two-way street. <laughs> That's the most important thing. When everyone's brought into the same mission and, and they're having that communication about what can we do to get conversions going on, on either end. And also just simple thing of like, oh, the, the prices have changed. Did you communicate that to, to the marketing team or the agency you're using? Just just even that simple email will save you a lot of headache, pain, and money. So, <laughs> so I think th th those make perfect sense. And I think it's, it's, it's interesting, Mike. We've had a conversation about is, 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 um, 
it's pricing the neglected child of PVC, and uh, and you think of like, wait a minute, is 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 communication the the step, <laughs> the cousin of that essentially? Where if you lay that in and you make sure you're communicating with all these different people who are obviously trying to um, um pull um leaders within the business, it ultimately benefits the company at the end of the day. And I know it's very easy for us to say that, but it, just taking that idea and trying to implement it at your say company could, could mean a massive difference um, in terms of the results that you see. Fantastic. So maybe also we should call the podcast is uh, <laughs> is marketing the neglected child of pricing. Uh, it's a two way street. I'll say that. Thank you. Yeah, look, I was just <laughs> I was just thinking that in the I, I I'm a, I'm like I'm a product guy first and foremost. And the, the interesting thing is that like I think marketing and pricing often at core do very similar things. I think there's often a lot of repeated work with slightly different views. So like when, when I talk about pricing and how to do it effectively when we do we talk about segmentation right understanding your inventory if you're a marketer that's your bread and butter right like and and you have another layer to it that um probably a pricing person wouldn't in terms of understanding the persona of who you're selling to like uh, i reckon actually there are people doing pricing well do that too but like um but but from for a marketer that's kind of entry level right understand your market and then you've got pricing which is kind of understanding the product positioning in the market and without layering those two together you don't really get into proper product management in my opinion um so i think i think that's a it's that that was something i'd say both to marketeers and pricing managers or product managers is there might be someone in your business that's done a lot of the work you want to do already right and just has it in a nice powerpoint or, or can tell you like okay we've actually split we've split these products up into groups this is how we view as this this is how we view as this this is how we view as this and then suddenly someone saved you a week right or they might have often i think especially in in certain organizations i've worked in the past it's very hard for individuals to get different data sets right so i i work with my view of the world which is if i'm a pricing guy is margin cost price maybe sales but I don't see necessary conversion, click rate, uh, marketing optimization side. And like, vice versa, the marketing person often has the other problems. So you, you, you kind of, if you're not joining these two together and getting them talking, neither has like the full, full view. I mean, it's worth saying that we, we often find ourselves in, in that problem. That's why we try and have a really open conversation with, with our clients because we can only form our view of the market based on the the data we have. It's when communicating performance becomes is, is very grey. I think if if you're providing a pricing service, because you have to be like, well, we think we did this, but we have no view of your marketing spend, right? Or we have no view of promotion or 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 whatever. Um, so we think this is us, but it may not be, right? And then. Um, or we don't know how we don't necessarily know about how your market behaves because we don't have enough of a long enough history in it. Um, and if we're having that problem, I'm sure people in businesses are having having that problem. Absolutely, absolutely. I think um, is there any more for any more? I think we've we've I think we've turned quite. I think we've all sat back and gone. They just need to talk to each other. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I, think, I think it is it is I, I think it's worth doing like 
like literally 10 seconds on, on kind of how do you use, if you're a marketing person, how do you use pricing if, uh, to, to immediately optimize your, um, your, your Google shopping feed? And I'll have a go. And then when I get it wrong, Manny, you can correct me. Because I'll give it, I'll give the pricing view, and you can tell me whether the marketing makes sense. Because this is how I get to, this is how I get to test my ideas, right? Which is good, and and really, it's it's what we spoke about earlier. It's look at your winners and losers, work out why they're winners and losers, and make sure that your margin, your price setting, lines up with your ad spend, right? Is there any more on that or? No, I think mean, I think that fits in quite quite nicely actually. <laughs> but I guess again, it's like it's the same conversation you have. Like if if you do if you're A/B testing, are you testing landing page copies, images, URLs, everything about it? What you do when it comes to marketing, you will be leaving. Um, you basically be blind in the marketplace if you're not testing your product, your price, sorry, your pricing. If you're not testing that, you're not getting that information to help you improve your conversions get more customers uh, through the door so that 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 is the thing which you need to do and make sure so i think you've nailed it and i'm really glad we got you on the show because i think in marketing language what i'm trying to say is a b test price right yeah <laughs> that, that's it <laughs> yeah and all these blogs when they've got 10 steps to optimize ppc we're going to add 11 uh, yeah a, <laughs> the level commandments of, should be number uh, one shouldn't it? yeah yeah <laughs> exactly well, I think for the first time ever, I don't need to do a summary. I think you guys have nailed it. <laughs> before we, before we uh, get ourselves into a rabbit hole we don't want to, I think, uh, I, think very, I think we've done very well. So thank you very much, uh, Manny, for, for joining us today. Thank we'll you. definitely uh, get you back on future ones, I think, um, uh, based on the showing that you've had today. And thank you, Rob. We, this has been E-Commerce Matters, your weekly podcast brought to you by Black Curve. We help e-commerce businesses make pricing decisions. Today, we were tackling the question, pricing the neglected child of PPC. And it should also be referred to as marketing the neglected child of pricing. That's my conclusion. <laughs> you can subscribe on all major podcasting platforms, Spotify, Apple, you name it. I'm looking at uh, Manny there to see if I've mentioned all the appropriate ones. Anchor. Take care. Anchor, please subscribe <laughs> on Anchor so Manny gets a Tesla. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, everyone. <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> well done, Manny. That was really good. So, so basically, everyone should just talk to each other, innit? <laughs> That's what it comes down I, to. I, I genuinely think, actually that's true for a lot of pricing acceptance of pricing in business it's like there's a cultural piece you need to talk to people you need to get people bought in like mm-hmm. i agree yeah. i agree I, I, and, and i think the i think i think the agency the, the agency conversation will, will ruffle a lot of feathers because i think the age from the agency side they're looking like look i i'm getting my money from this client i don't i don't want to rock the boat why would yeah, I don't want to piss- touch price at all. Why would I go piss off my client when I know if I just keep shut, I get paid, I don't know, 20, 50,000 pounds a month to run PPC ads for, the, for this retail company rather than actually saying, wait a minute, our conversions have been down. What, what, we've done everything right. They've changed their prices on their end. Actually, it might be too expensive now. <laughs> we should have a conversation. Never happens. <laughs>
so I, th I think um, there's many there's many avenue we can go if you want to go down the uh, marketing road. So <laughs> no, but great great episode.